Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. What's up, Love Tribe? Welcome to the show. We hope you're having a great day wherever you're at. 
Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. And on today's show, we have back for the technically the second time, but she also helped us with our Love Under Quarantine series as well, Catherine Amon, and she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She's also a spiritual psychotherapist and the director of the Transpersonal Counseling Center in Los Angeles. She has an advanced training in traditional psychology as well as the wisdom traditions. Uh, Catherine lived for a year in the Asho Ashram in India, a full-time immersion in Tantra and meditation and she has studied and practiced Tantra, love, sex, intimacy, and seduction with numerous teachers. And today we talk about tools for spiritual growth and how to cultivate spirituality individually and in a relationship and how it can help a relationship. So maybe you're not on a spiritual path. We talk about how to get started. And if you are, maybe some ideas to share that with your partner and talk about sacred sexuality, which is really interesting, eye-gazing exercise, which encourage you guys to try. So lots of great stuff in today's show. I'm sure you guys have heard the last couple of weeks we've been um, advertising our new Love Tribe members membership. And a lot of you guys had reached out to us asking about what type of content we have on the paid version of our our membership version of our podcast. And so to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek over the next few weeks, we are actually going to include the bonus content into the episode. So kind of gives you guys an idea of the additional questions you guys are really missing out on by not signing up and be a member on Love Tribe. So this is only going to last for a couple weeks. So you guys will want to sign up so that you don't miss out on that content once we uh, go back to the the new way that we're doing the show, but we just wanted to give you guys a sneak peek and we hope you guys really, really like it because we're loving this added content that we're now asking our guests. And you can sign up really easily at the link in the podcast description or on our website at idopodcast.com. And yeah, check that out. And you can also, we'll get this added content and the shows ad-free so you don't have to skip forward. Even though we love our sponsors and there's always great deals there but sometimes if you're listening in the car or or running and you're like no ads right now you won't have that in this membership feed so check that out and maybe you notice but you probably won't notice but sarah and i are actually in different countries right now um (laughs) because of the crazy world we're in sarah had to go back to Florida with our daughter Stella uh, for some family stuff and the Costa Rican borders are closed. (laughs) (laughs) So Sarah and Stella can't just come back to Costa Rica. And obviously we knew this before they left and it was a, a big decision, but really an easy one because it was the right thing for Sarah and the family. And so now we're just kind of waiting and we're just sharing this because you might be wondering if the audio sounds different than normal when we're not together. But I think we kind of nailed the audio. Um, I think we I think uh, we did. We kind of have a interesting setup here where I'm looking at Chase over FaceTime. It's like we're basically next to each other <laughs> and then we're recording like normal. So it's actually 
so far worked out pretty well, I think. <laughs> it, it worked surprisingly well considering I'm on jungle internet in Costa Rica. And, uh, but yeah, we wanted to share that with you guys. And we know these are weird and challenging times and, and we're dealing with that right alongside you. And, uh, I'm just dealing with a lot of uncertainty with with our jobs. But now I don't know when I'm going to see Sarah and Stella again in the, in the sense of I know it's not going to be a year, but the Costa Rican borders are not opening anytime soon. So there's a lot of options and uncertainty, but I may go back to the States if it's too long or they're going to open it up and Sarah and Stella will be able to come back. But um, just wanted to share that with you guys. And, and I know, and we know you're dealing with uncertainty as well. So hopefully these podcast shows can give you some tools to navigate those kinds of things and just to, to help make your relationships better because it's important all the time, but especially now more than ever. Yes. And as always, thank you guys so much for supporting us and continuing to listen to us and, and sharing the podcast with your friends, because that's, that's the best way that we grow and continue to offer these shows to you guys. So we really appreciate you guys and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Today's show is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. We've collaborated with 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. To unlock a special offer only for I Do Podcast listeners, visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. That's sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining us back on the show. Hi, Sarah and Chase. Great to be here. Today, we're going to talk about tools for spiritual growth. And we could talk about how to do this individually and as a couple. So why don't we start with having you tell us how you think about spirituality in relationships. And, and then we could talk about ways to cultivate that. Sure. I, um, I'd love to talk about that. Um, I see actually relationships as one of the great paths to spiritual growth, if you choose to use it that way. Because um, part of what we're trying to do on a, a spiritual uh, path one of the main components is trying to develop our levels of compassion, our levels of love, our open-heartedness. Um, I know the people that I uh, admire and aspire to be like are great masters of love. So we think of somebody like the Dalai Lama or Jesus or my particular guru is Osho. Or we look at um, some people love Mother Teresa or some of these great masters of love. and so. When we get into a relationship, we're trying to say, I, I love you. I want to be with you. But then everything that comes up um, in the relationship that's difficult can be tools to show us where we're not as loving as we hoped we were. We're not um, really acting in a loving way. If I'm crabby in the morning and I snap at my husband about the dishes or some normal thing like that, that's an indication to me where I'm not being as loving as I want to be. So I think a relationship will always put into focus um, how loving we are, 
how much we're thinking about the other person or how much I'm being selfish or there's always opportunities to grow that if we um, look at our relationships that way, they can always be great indicators of where we need to grow, how we can grow, how we can expand into being more loving. This is a big one, but how do you think about love and loving? I think love is when, uh, hmm, love feels good. <laughs> Love's a nice, warm feeling in your body. Love is when I'm feeling positive about other people, about my partner, about myself. It's when I'm not being uh, critical. I know um, one thing I teach my uh, clients is, um, you know, when, when we have friends, and ideally our partner would be our best friend, but uh, when we have friends, we tend to overlook their faults. And unfortunately, sometimes we, when you get into relationships, when we're dating or when we are uh, committed to somebody, we tend to be focusing on the other person's faults. I think love is when we can put their faults on the back burner and focus more on what's right about people. I know when we look out in the world today and people are fighting and angry with each other and unhappy, I know I use this as an opportunity for spiritual growth to try to remember that these are people first and that whatever my criticisms of them are, are really not very important and belong on the back burner. Both as an individual and as a, in my relationships, I can work on myself to be more loving, more have that warm feeling of love towards people. And how about open-heartedness? Definitely open-heartedness. Open-heartedness to everyone and everything is what I would aspire to. And I think most of us have had that feeling at certain times. It's visited us when we just feel open-hearted love for everything and everyone. And that is probably the best feeling in the world. Can you just describe that a little bit? Because uh, I'm, I'm not sure I understand exactly. To me, I, maybe it's an individual thing. Um, I guess I had an experience in India once when I was sitting and I was looking out over the water and I was um, actually at the Burning Ghats, which is coincidentally where where they, um, the Indians burn the, their dead. But I was just sitting and um, nothing was happening and I was just a beautiful, perfect day and I was looking down at the water and I was seeing the washerwomen washing the clothes and the cows were there and beautiful clouds in the sky. And I just had this rush come through my body that everything was perfect and everything was beautiful. It was kind of glistening beautiful and my heart felt open and full of love to everybody. It was a very powerful experience. And so I always, and I think a lot of people have had an experience like this, maybe if they've been out hiking and they see a beautiful vista or maybe when a child's laughing you just have this feeling like life is perfect and then we of course go back to the world where life doesn't seem perfect our partner doesn't seem perfect and I think that uh, spirituality is a lot realizing that I would like to experience those feelings of open-hearted perfectness more often and that there are techniques and ways of being and ways of looking at the world where we can turn ourselves into people who feel that more often. So right now with everything that's going on in the world, I'm sure a lot of people are filled with feelings. I don't want to say the opposite of love, but probably people are filled with a lot of anger and hate and, you know, not 
feelings that would contribute to spiritual growth or really love for everybody. And so how could somebody think about, even if it's they're coming from a good place and maybe their hatred is toward people that are actually hating other people, for example, how can somebody maybe look at those feelings and, and turn them into something positive and a way to grow into even more acceptance and even more love and spiritual growth? Oh, I think that's a great question, Sarah. I um, I actually work on that daily myself because <laughs> I'll go out and take our morning walks and I'll be angry that somebody's not wearing a mask and I have to remember, <laughs> I have to remember that um, there's all kinds of people on this planet and it's my job to uh, help when I can, but there's no opportunity to help in that moment. And I need to accept that this person has different beliefs than me and there's nothing I can do about it. And I still strive to hold this person in love. And it is a daily practice for me to shift my thinking, to be able to try to hold these people in love that I don't agree with. Maybe people who are against Black Lives Matter or something like this. Mm-hmm. I have to work on myself and remind myself that because I might get angry about that too, that someone's maybe going and defacing a Black Lives Matter sign or something. I have to, on a daily basis, go, okay, Catherine, remember there's all kinds of people and all people are worthy of love. And this is my job to hold them as much as I can with open-hearted love. And so for me, that is a daily practice of turning those natural feelings we have when people don't agree with us or people seem to have lesser consciousness or people are um, hateful towards each other. If they're hateful towards each other, doesn't mean I need to be hateful towards them. And um, some days it's a struggle when I read the news, <laughs> I have mm-hmm. to admit. <laughs> but I see that it's uh, every day there's an opportunity for me to grow and be more loving about that. Yeah, I think if everybody had that, same outlook and compassion for people that you didn't necessarily agree with. I'm sure pretty fast, a lot of the hate in the world would would start to eliminate. I agree, especially in my own heart and um, in everybody's heart. I think it would make a more beautiful world. So I'm trying to do my little Mm -hmm. minute part over here, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure you are. For someone that doesn't have a spiritual practice individually or in a relationship, how can they start to think about cultivating that and exploring these things and ideas? I know you spent a year in an ashram in India. That seems like a an amazing place to really go within and explore this. But not not everyone is on that path or has the ability to really disconnect and do that in that special way. So what are some ways to to begin that journey? Uh, A lot of spirituality has to do with basically taking a deep breath and being right here in this moment. And we usually are in some other moment than right now. We're thinking about something that made us angry this morning. We're thinking about the news about something that happened in Chicago. We're thinking about something that my partner did that I'm still angry about. I'm worried about what I'm going to make for dinner tonight. So a lot of spirituality, a lot of spiritual practice, it's also called meditation. But it's just about quieting down and just coming to sitting right here where I am in this chair. 
Maybe my partner's in the room, maybe they aren't, but I'm just going to breathe in this moment. And if I'm really in this moment, I notice that things are okay. And this is a little practice that anybody can do anywhere. You can be in the office, you can be, of course, nobody's in the office anymore, but you can be at work, you can be uh, with your partner, you can be by yourself. If you just take a breath and pull your attention to where you are right now in your body, this will enhance everything. It will enhance your lovemaking, it will enhance your relationships, it will give you a better sense of your own life, your own self. And sometimes, this type of spiritual practice of being in the moment, that's a beginning technique. It's also an advanced technique that can put you in touch with spirituality of being in a different reality than a non-spiritual spiritual reality, which is the present moment and, and how that is, how, how love is there, how it's not all the worried things that we're worrying about in our minds. How this affects our relationships is we're not focusing again on what's wrong. We're not focusing on uh, what it's going to be like in five years with this person. We're not focusing on what was upsetting in the past. We're just being present in the moment. And then we can talk about what's going on in the moment. We can touch each other with awareness in this moment. So many benefits from it both individually and as a relationship. So just to start a practice of stopping some meditation, some, some spiritual paths recommend meditating for an hour a day. I don't have an hour a day. Some say 15 minutes, 20 minutes, twice a day. There's all different things that are all very beneficial. For me, what's most beneficial is when I can remember just to focus in on this moment and try not to be off somewhere else. It's very centering, it's very calming, it's very uh, relaxing, it's very focusing and helps you. Then when you're also sitting with your partner, you could be very much focused on him or her and not thinking about the weather or the shopping list or whatever else we might be thinking about. We can bring our full attention to our partner. What if our partner is not really on board? And and doesn't want to start with this, let's say, a practice of presence and meditation, or or maybe we just talk about it with our partner, and maybe they're not even down on it, but they're just not interested. That can be a bit frustrating, I'm sure. How can we talk to our partner about that or accept that our partner is not ready or is not um, on that same path at the time? Um, it, well, we'd, our partner doesn't have to be involved for us to do it ourselves. But I do find that if one person uh, is on a spiritual path and the other partner doesn't come along, that is often a cause for breakups, unfortunately, because uh, the further that one person goes um, in self-development, spiritual development, and the other partner isn't interested in that, a gap just widens and widens and widens and widens. And the other person doesn't have to be on the same spiritual path, but they have to be at least open to uh, the, the uh, supporting the other person in it, supporting personal growth and personal excellence and spiritual growth and spiritual progress and so on. They don't need to both be on the path, but there does, just like with any other interest, I think, I mean, if one partner started to become a karate fanatic and 
wanted to go to do karate all the time, but the other partner just didn't even want to hear about it. I mean, that's going to cause a separation in the people as well. They don't have to also take up karate, but they do have to be supportive and encouraging. So as I would say the same would be true of a, of a person being on a spiritual path. You at least need a partner who's supportive and encouraging, even if they're not on, on the same path themselves. Before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We talk about it a lot on the show, and that is going to a professional counselor or therapist. And Sarah and I finally both started seeing one about a year ago, Mm -hmm. not even. And we go individually and as a couple and as much great information as we get on the show from our guests it's really been invaluable for personal and relationship insights for both of us. Yes, it's been a true game changer for our relationship and we really cannot encourage it anymore. And and you all may be saying like, wow, it's going to be a lot of energy to drive, to spend the money. And that's why we want we want to tell you about BetterHelp because BetterHelp connects you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So you guys can do it from your home and you can communicate with your therapist via text, chat, phone, and video. And you can choose from over 3000 US licensed therapists across all 50 states that specialize not only in relationships, but also depression, stress, anxiety, self-esteem, anger, trauma, and many more issues. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And anything you share is confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, and professional. And best of all, like we mentioned, it's truly an affordable option. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash I do. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash I do. Today's episode is also brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign me up. (laughs) Then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show. Relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along. But we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit. But what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark One Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. 
then just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. You mentioned earlier about gurus and spiritual gurus and how do you use that on your journey and how can people maybe seek some guidance there? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, guru here in uh, the West means something very different than it does in India. And um, here we would call uh, any kind of teacher uh, a guru. And uh, that's a good term, too, because it's good to have teachers all along the way in whatever we're trying to learn. In India, there's really a sense that some people have mastered a level of personal and spiritual development that is um, of a higher frequency than uh, what we're aware of in the West. So this is hard to explain, but I know when I was in India, I would go into the room with some of these people. and strange phenomena would occur. I would just suddenly feel like the lights were changing in the room or I would feel a little bit woozy or I would see one person. I could actually see a golden halo around his head. I thought, am I losing my mind? (laughs) But it's just (laughs) this, it's just this, or I started breathing in a way that um, almost sounded like sexual arousal and it wasn't, but it was just the sort of my body started having this deep breathing around this person. I thought there's something going on with these people that India recognizes as gurus that we're very unfamiliar with in the West. So I, um, I met my guru Osho and um, his teachings. It's so it's similar to having a teacher, but it's also a recognition that these people are familiar with states of consciousness that we didn't learn about in school. We may or may not have experienced ourselves. But uh, something's going on there that we, beyond what the mainstream uh, culture is telling us is possible. I probably wouldn't believe it if I hadn't experienced it myself, but it was quite remarkable. I have experienced it since then with certain teachers since I've been back in the West. When I would go and sit with them, I would feel, oh, there's some kind of vibration coming out of this person that is of a makes me feel extremely peaceful extremely open-hearted immediately just being in their radiance so this when i talk about gurus i would just ask people i did write an article for one of my books on uh please just be please just keep an open mind about it because uh there might be people on this planet of a higher uh consciousness that kind of point the way to where we could evolve as people ourselves and do you use that as inspiration and and just just being around that energy but let's say you can't be in the presence of of a teacher to me it's there's an element of like guidance and and just inspiration of not i gotta be 
like that person and as good as they are at that level, but like, okay, like I can work my way to something different and more spiritual. I don't want to say like enlightened, but that these other levels of consciousness are possible. Exactly. That's exactly how I see it. It's a, a sort of a beacon on the way of what's possible, what I could be more like. I like to read the what they've written, listen to their talks so that I can know how I want to be and how I want to evolve and how it's possible. So if you had someone like the Dalai Lama or Jesus or somebody that you aspire to, their um, I, I never read it, but I remember hearing about there was a book called The Imitation of Christ, where you would try to develop Christ-like uh, qualities in yourself. It would be similar to that. You just want to uh, develop these higher qualities in yourself so that you can be a more loving being yourself to your partner and to everyone you meet. So the guru, to me, is pointing the way to how I might like to be how I might like to behave, how I might like to um, become. In addition to following maybe their teachings or, you know, doing the meditation you talked about, are there any other exercises or forms of activity that you can be doing to increase your spiritual growth? And, and the first one of the things I think of is maybe like a silent retreat or, or things like that. Is there anything else that you would recommend in, in that arena? All of those things are great. I mean, silent I, silent retreat wouldn't be for me. I would rather go to a retreat where we talked all the time. But, <laughs> but, um, but any kind of retreat, I would just um, encourage people to uh, see what they're attracted to and go check it out. There's all kinds of um, retreats that are have a spiritual nature right now i'm taking a this weekend i'm going to be on a virtual retreat where we're going to be singing spiritual songs so through the voice there's everyone's going to be coming together there's different people internationally coming together to whatever in their culture is a spiritual type of music so there's going to be ragas from india and there's going to be african chants and the ways that people are doing spirituality through music. I'm just so excited. It sounds very fascinating. So that's something I would be attracted to. So there's just so many things, um, especially since we're online now, there's singing retreats. There's actually sort of, there's um, spiritual relationship retreats. There's tantra retreats, um, couples. It's just, uh, I guess I'm in the center of it here in Los Angeles, the center of every sort of... <laughs> offering there is in terms of how to grow spiritually but now that we're all online i think we can find so many great offerings i just encourage everyone if you're anywhere to jump in is fine how can connecting with our partner on a spiritual path really improve the relationship and just be kind of like a foundational piece how do you think about that I think uh, the way I think about it and what we teach in our uh, couple seminars is that you're then um, always using the relationship to grow and you're always trying to um, come back to the heart. So many couples, most couples that come to, uh, I'm also a marriage and family therapist, most people that come to a marriage counseling are stuck in power struggles. Um, 
power struggle is basically the main stage people are stuck at. And then that gets into power struggles around sex and not feeling safe and all this kind of thing. If you can keep uh, coming back to the heart and the higher purpose of the relationship, then all those issues take on a different uh, slant, which is instead of being stuck in a power struggle, we are both wanting to move higher than this power struggle. It puts a whole different slant on a relationship. And when you also start moving into uh, sacred sexuality, when you have a spiritual focus for your sexual connecting, that takes it to a whole nother level too, where you invite the divine into the bedroom and sex takes on a whole nother flavor. It just can't help but affect everything. Let's talk a little bit about sacred sexuality. What is it and what kind of practices are involved? Well, sacred sexuality starts with uh, what I talked about earlier in our conversation, which is being in the present moment. So any any time that a person is working on themselves by remembering to come back to the present moment, whether that's in a 15-minute period of meditation a day or whether that's reminding through the day or whether that's going off and being on a silent retreat and remembering to be in the present moment. When you bring that to sacred sexuality and are in the present moment with your partner, it really becomes love-making. Most of conventional sex is always focused on the future, which is that we're trying to get each other to the future, which is orgasm. So every touch has the future in it instead of the present moment. I'm trying to touch you in a way that will arouse you to get you to orgasm. There's nothing wrong with this, but it's different than sacred sexuality, what we call sacred sexuality, which is if I'm pleasuring you in this moment and not trying to get to somewhere else, that's where the magic happens. So even if we're just massaging each other's leg or touching each other's hand, we're not doing it just as what we would call foreplay, trying to get somewhere else. We're just totally grooving on, wow, how does this feel in this moment just that my partner is touching my arm? We try to be in the present moment and really get into that and feel it and centrally enjoy it and not try to think, oh, I wish we would quit. I wish we would move on from this so we can get to the good stuff. It's, in sacred sex, it's all the good stuff. It's all the good stuff. If orgasms happen, that's great, but it's not the goal per se. The goal is to be here with you in this moment in pure pleasure. And that's not uh, necessarily the orgasm because after the orgasm, we're going to be done. We're going to have our pleasure and then we're done. Sacred sexuality is let's just keep this pleasure going and going and going and live in pleasure. Are there any tools or practices to help get someone on on that kind of path um, in relation to the, the overall spiritual growth? Oh, there's lots of them. Um, I have uh, on my web on my uh, website, I have a little um, audio you can download. It's two bucks or something, but it's uh, called a tantric embodiment induction. So it's about practicing going into your body and feeling this moment just as a practice, feeling this moment, because then with your, with your partner, then you can be in your body feeling this moment instead of trying to get somewhere else. I used to practice this by, um, we can't do it now, but I used to go to this, the Chinese foot massage once a week. I don't know if you guys have that where you live, but we have these $25 
massage places. And I used to go and I used to just practice focusing my attention on where am I being touched in this present moment? Because obviously that Chinese foot massage isn't trying to get anywhere. It's not trying to get to a goal. It's just, so I would focus my attention on, and you can do this with your partner. Where is my partner touching me right now? Where is it that our skins connect? And have that as my focus instead of how to get to orgasm, how to get him more turned on, how to, how to get her more turned on. Just being right here now is like, how can we intensify this? How can I intensify my pleasure in this moment instead of trying to get to another moment of pleasure? It's so simple, but such an important practice in sexuality, but just in life and in the relationship in general. And it seems central to this path of spiritual growth. And it's one that Sarah and I have been exploring and it's not a crazy out there idea. It's just like be in the present moment, but our monkey minds <laughs> are always taking us out. And especially during these times of uncertainty, probably even more so. So it's such an important tool. And we've talked about it on past episodes through meditation and, and really just constantly reminding ourselves to, to be here now. So thank you for, for another reminder. Is there any other thing you'd like to say on on presence or spiritual growth before we move on to the bonus round of questions? Before we continue on with the bonus content, we just want to remind you that these bonus questions are typically only available in our Love Tribe membership. But for the next few weeks, we are giving you guys a sneak peek of what these bonus questions are like so that you can fall in love with all these questions as much as we do and want to subscribe to continue listening to them. So again, for the next couple of weeks, these bonus questions will be included in the episode. But if you want to continue to hear those bonus questions, questions forever, you can become a Love Tribe member by visiting our website, idopodcast.com, or by clicking on the link in the show notes to easily sign up and gain access to these bonus questions, as well as ad-free episodes. Enjoy. Sure. Another beautiful, so simple, but so radical exercise you can do with your partner is to just sit and look in each other's eyes. We call it eye gazing. And usually people start laughing and get all self-conscious and, and can't do it. And so often in our workshops, I'll set a timer for one minute. I actually do it with my students too. We're just going to look in each other's eyes for one minute. We're not going to try to do anything. Just look <laughs> and just be looked at. And we, when I was in India in the ashram, we would do this for 20 minutes and and everyone would be just sobbing because of the beauty of just sharing looking into another person's eyes, which we never do. And, you know, you think about people when you think of people who are just in love, you think they look in each other's eyes a lot, but why do they do that? Because it's a technique for falling in love. So if we can just with our partners, just while we're making love, or just take a minute out to just look in each other's eyes, this is a beautiful, simple, doesn't cost you anything technique that can totally revolutionize everything. Like you said, it's just so simple, but our minds talk us into why we shouldn't do it. It's the simplest thing. It's so profound. That sounds amazing. And what an experience to, were they basically strangers that you were doing the 20 minute eye gazing with? Actually, it was people we were like in a 10 day workshop with. So uh, we came okay. in as strangers, but we were getting to know each other 
quite well. Well, Catherine, mm-hmm. let's Beautiful. jump into the bonus round of questions and start with what is one daily tip that's actionable and can help improve our relationship? Well, I think that we um, touched that. You guys said you were doing that just with focusing it on the present moment. I can do that every day. I can make some time to do that. And I think that also a very good tip is to compliment and flatter your partner daily. What is one book or resource uh, you would recommend for couples? I just think the best book is the uh, John Gottman book. I'm sure other people have recommended it. The um, Seven Ways, Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that that's the most important is because they have uh, actual research that I love to quote that the most successful committed relationships are based on friendship. And that goes against a lot of common sense, uh, common advice. And it is deep that uh, successful relationships are also friends. And that doesn't have to mean that you are not attracted to each other. What is one tip you would give to newlyweds or newly engaged couples, people on the beginning of a journey of long-term relationship? I would say do your best to clear up any misunderstandings daily. I think this is the old advice that we got from our grandmothers about don't go to bed angry. So try to every day clear with your partner anything that's come up that you feel a little bit uncomfortable about so that you aren't carrying it into the next day and the next day and the next day because that starts building resentment that sometimes can load up and be years worth of making of resentment. So if you start your relationship right off with clearing daily, you won't be uh, collecting that entire residue of backlog resentment. Mm, I love that one. Uh, What is one piece of advice you would give our single listeners who are searching for love? Oh, I love to talk about that. I actually wrote a book called Tantric Dating. I think for myself, when I used to be dating, I was looking for the wrong thing. And um, I, uh, you know, we're really, especially with swipe left, swipe right culture, we're really focusing on appearance. We're focusing on you know, the whole thing about finance and how people act right and this and that, what kind of car they drive. And and people always assume right there, I always get some protesters saying, I don't want to be with somebody unattractive and nobody's saying you need to be. But the thing that I forgot, the reason I found my true love later in life and not earlier was because I forgot to put kindness first. So I would just suggest to single people that you really look at your list of criteria. It might need some reordering so that the most important qualities come first, which is kindness. I would suggest looking for somebody who does some kind of volunteer work in some way, even if it's uh, helping some kids or $25 a month to some organization or something, but somebody who's got some something going on in their life other than just satisfying their own ego needs. We love that, Catherine. And you've given us and our listeners a lot of great tools today. So thank you so much for coming back on the show. Our listeners can find all the links and your information in the show notes and the podcast description. And again, thanks for joining us back on the show. Thanks. I always love to be here. Thanks so much. 
Hey, Love Tribe. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, all the important links are on the show notes page on our website at idpodcast.com. And while you're over there, we hope you check out our 14-day happy couple challenge, as well as all the free resources we have on our website. And thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com